How are you, man? Happy oh, New Year. I, oh my goodness, it is our Happy New Year episode, isn't it? It is. Yeah, New Year, New Uses, New Hardy Boys books, almost. Does this year feel different for you already? No. The years never feel different for me. It's just another month. How long does it take you to start writing the new year properly on on correspondence? I feel like uh, I, I make it – it'll be April, and I'm still, like, writing 2020, and I have to be like, well, whoops, 2021. Oh, you know what? What's weird, and I don't know why, but after 2009, everything has just been 2009. <laughs> just stuck in I, some I sort of Groundhog's Day. But like, in my head, it's always like if I'm going to write something, I'm always thinking, like, wait, it's 2009, right? And that was my last year of high school, so I don't know if it's this weird thing with, like – that's like the last year that I had to actually remember the date. So that's the one that's burned in my head. So after that, it was just like, I don't have to know what year. I don't even know what month it is most times. I don't know what day it is, what month it is. And I, when people ask me, how old am I? I don't know. I have to say, what year is it? And they tell me the year, and I just do some quick math. That explains why you've never once showed up to a shoot that I've scheduled you for. <laughs> I just didn't know what I've, day it was on, John. I've tried to hire you 12 <laughs> times, and you've pulled a dozen no-shows. Yeah, that's, it's unfortunate. It's, it's a neurological thing. You always text me thing. back and just say, what year is it? I say, where are you? <laughs> what year David, is it? do you want to shoot Wednesday? Sure, what year? <laughs> this, this one, man. This is 2009, and then I look at my calendar. I wake up that morning. I see it's 2020. I'm like, man, I missed Sean's shoot 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Your what 2009 calendar is just packed. <laughs> Everything's happening this year. That's a good idea. I should do that as a joke. Just get a 2009 calendar that's just packed. I write everything on that one calendar calendar for the rest of my life. Yeah, I don't see why you would. I'll just have to write really small. I can do that. And then, yeah, anytime someone comes over, they're going to be like, dude, you are busy. I'm like, yeah, I told you. All those times Partying I weren't like texting you back, over I here. really was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, nine. <laughs> that's what I did. Well, I don't, I'm not going to say we because I didn't take part in it, even though I just did. But the whole school thing, like our class, would always be like, oh, what? Oh, nine. Oh, what? Oh, nine. Did you do that? No, I mean, not for oh, nine, but for your school? Um, let's no. see. No. No graduation year chant? What was your song, the graduation song? Was it Green Day or was it that As We Grow? I, I think it was Vitamin C. I think that came out right around there. Yeah, it was always that. Man. As our lives change, <laughs> yeah. we remember. I don't know lyrics. What is the, there was that other one, the, the, I think it was Boz Lerman that uh, oh, yeah, wears the sunscreen. The what? Sunscreen? Yeah, the song Wear Sunscreen. How's that go? You would know it when you heard it. It's weird. It's like, it's almost like a cinematic score where it changes a couple times, changes feels yeah. completely, and it's just a guy with a really dry voice talking, uh, like giving advice. Sounds like Sugar Ray. Uh, it's not. Oh, because that man gives good advice. It's... I'll have to look this up. I don't know the song. Uh, Lerman, wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Uh, it's called. Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen by Boz Lerman. Oh, I know that. Everybody's free to wear sunscreen with me. Dun, 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 dun. That one? I don't think so. No. 
What is that song though? Everybody wants to be. It's from the heavyweights. To me, who sings that, dude? That's a good song. I don't know. You ever seen Heavyweights? I know you have. Yes. That movie has a great score. I mean, not score, uh, soundtrack. I mean, the score is fine too, but the soundtrack is where it's at. Let me uh, trying to. Oh, I know what to do here. Who's the? Uh, Leon Redbone. I'm imagining it's going to be a voice like Leon Redbone's. You're not going to be far off. Oh, thank you, Sean. Thank you for getting that reference, too. Not a lot of people know him, unfortunately. It's masterful. As our lives <laughs> Yeah. We had Green Day, and it was time of your life. And I remember graduation they played it and there were people actually crying and i was like i just i'm so happy to be out of school i could yeah. cry too i think Here, we we're crying for different reasons I'm talking about ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99 wear sunscreen <laughs> if i could offer you only one tip for the future sunscreen would be it the long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by <laughs> scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh, never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they fade. But trust me. In 20 years, you look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future. So just to give you a taste there, does that sound familiar at all? No, I've never heard that song in my never life. Never heard that? And I got to say, the like angelic choir core in the background, just ooh, doing that, I loved it. I yeah, mean, I'm, that's I'm what I'm saying. Like, it switches fan. several times like to different feelings, but the whole time it's just that dude talking and giving life advice. Yeah, it's like Ronald Reagan. I'm tearing up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he pass. was right, you know? Something about body image, and it was like positive body image You're stuff. not as fat as you think you are. Yeah, thank you. I think you. I'm exactly I to as hear fat that. as I think I am. <laughs> I don't think it's as big of a problem as I think it is. Yeah, I think but I see I'm myself not, as thinner than I am. I'm not misunderstanding my weight. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I, I would love if the theme music started playing in the middle of that song, and then when the theme music stopped, that song was still going. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You just made that easy for me. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> this game is ridiculous with this as possible. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm excited to hear this. Oh, man. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? No, I don't do that. I mean, mean, I think. What do you mean you don't I, do that? I just don't do New Year's resolutions. I think 
Do you have goals I, for the year? I do. Like, do I you, hate do you to use say it, it as an arbitrary like timestamp to say, well, from now on X. No, I just I live every day and hope that every day I'm better than I was yesterday. But instead of hoping that you're better, are, are there any things that you're like, well, this year I'm going to hmm. to eat less high no. fructose corn syrup. No, it's too much work. I don't care about that. I mean, I, I cook for myself, so as in, like, I don't buy processed foods. I like making things from scratch. I do actually enjoy cooking. So the food thing's never really an issue. And I actually, I like exercise. I'm one of those weird people who also likes greens. You know, I like That's green handy. shakes. I love the taste of greens. I love my vegetables. Yeah, uh, then you're perfect. You don't need any resolutions. I eat my carrots and pee on my plate. It's something like that. Eat your carrots and peas on your plate. There's 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 wordplay in there. I don't have we'll it. It's probably at the end of that Boz Lerman song. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was Boz Lerman. I well, uh, yeah, I would I say don't that. Think it's him Maybe talking. my New Year's resolution is to be more human and be less perfect. How about you, Sean? I think I'd want to be more human than human. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Was that Rob or White? That zombie? was White. Okay, yeah, that's a hot track. Love me some White Zombie. I saw Rob Zombie live. Same. Um, I saw him at the pageant. Yeah. Right after, uh, or House of a Thousand Corpses had not yet come out yet. Uh, Ooh, which I've so never seen, by the way. Primo Zombie. Yeah. And, uh, and he was going to play a clip. And there was this guy in the in the crowd with us who had like a six year old daughter on his shoulders for some reason. Ah, oh. this little girl. And Rob Zombie's on stage, like, "Hey, man, will you leave or take your daughter? Like, I want to show this clip, but if you have your daughter here, I'm not going to show this violent horror film clip yeah. to a six year old girl." Uh, and the guy started screaming the f word back, and he's like, "No, f you, man." And, uh, oh, and so Rob Zombie uh, said, okay, well, we're not going to see the clip then. And so he did not show the clip. Zombie is actually a stand-up guy. Yeah. What a good dude. Yeah. I filmed him in like 2014 or so, and it was the weirdest thing ever. We were told we can only record the first four songs. Yeah. That's but... pretty standard. You can only record the first 60 seconds of each song. And they said, if Rob starts to sweat, you have to stop filming completely. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'll never forget that. It was the weirdest thing. But, dude, I was. Where was it? In the very. It was somewhere in Chicago, I forget. But I was front, like. Not even the front row. I was in front of them where the security dudes like stand. In that little and like right aisle. there just watching Zombie. And there was a time that I realized, oh, I forgot to hit record. I've just been watching Rob Zombie. Nice. I mean, it, he's just hopping around like a little monkey man. And he made con like eye contact with my camera. And it felt like he was staring into my soul. And I was just like, what is going on? Dude, it's that's pretty awesome. great. Yeah. So you guys Highlight. keep in touch? Well, yeah. I mean, for sure we keep in touch. Good, good, you know, good. He just doesn't get back to me. Yeah, it's a very one way. Keep writing them letters. Yeah. <laughs> Sending them emails. Why don't we write letters anymore? I'll write you a letter, dude. Dude, I was thinking about writing you a letter, actually. I'm going to sit you... right down and write, write myself me a, a letter. letter. 
Was that Blue's Clues? And make believe it came from you. Oh, wait. No. I'm going to say this I'm is Mary Poppins. I'm going to write words oh so sweet. Sweetly. Ba, 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 ba. They're going to knock me off of my feet. Be- ba, 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 ba. I'll write kisses on the bottom. <laughs> I'll be glad I got them. I'm going to smile and say, is this a Bill Cosby I song? you're feeling better. What is this? I'll close with love the way you do. Do. I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter. To you. Oh, man. And make believe it came from you. That's Frank Sinatra. Right? What? I just wrote that. No, you didn't. With the whole bada Well, no, I didn't. I had never heard it before. But how was I singing the lyrics with you? Uh, because there's a delay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you really just make that up? Uh, no. Oh. Well, do it again, but make it up. It's a song by Fats Waller. Waller. Fats. The only Fats I know is Fats Domino. Or the Fats from that Jack Black, Moe's Def, Emagnetized movie. Just remember, when you look back... They're not as fats as you think they were. <laughs> Was this just a 14-minute build-up to that joke? <laughs> to the lame callback. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wish I was that good. I was thinking about I, I don't know. I, I think it would only work if I did the whole episode. But that's A, such a commitment, and B, it would render you so useless but I don't think it would be as funny if it were just like a a segment. But I was thinking about scripting an entire episode of this podcast where it's yeah. not even, where it's not even like going for something like with some, you know, B storyline and all this stuff, but just based on how we talk. Right. Instead writing it out. So we would just read a script back and forth and it would have, <laughs> I mean, it could have a segment like this in it where I'm explaining that I want to script an episode and you're saying things like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking, wait, is this not the scripted episode? I put it on my 2009 calendar. <laughs> I came up with that killer 2009 calendar bit. Yeah. Dude, I got to say, like, you've got that script right. I do think it's a good idea. <laughs> because are you going to actually write how you perceive us? See, and, and, and that's where... I would have some freedom to play with things. But Jessie oh. brought up, she, she listens to a, a podcast. I wish I could remember what it's called. It's about... Uh, I've heard of that one. It, <laughs> it's, a, it's a crime podcast. It's these girls who talk about uh, solved and unsolved crimes. Ooh. Um, but she was saying it's presented in a way where one of the hosts does the research on a given case... And then explains it to the other one who sort of asks questions and they discuss it together. And there's these things of like, oh, interesting. Like, did they know? And the example Jesse used was like on the last episode, the girl chimed in and is like, wait a sec. And so the husband had no idea she was going to Toledo. And then the, the host like responds, no. And actually here in this New York Times article, you can see that this was – and it Jesse was like, it sounds – like it could be natural, but it also seems like it could have been a plant, or like there could have been a note of like, "Hey, ask about Toledo," because yeah, I've almost got like a talk show, an article that I need to to bring up to include, and that would segue into that. 
Yeah, how and often so it, are you bringing up Toledo? Well, it was that that sparked my idea of like, well, what if I just scripted ours, but it wasn't outlandish? Yeah. Would it be entertaining? That's a good question. And, and would you know that it is the scripted episode until the very, very end? Or would you never know until a later episode, potentially, if we were like, like right now, if you're like, hey, go back. Actually, episode eight of this season was completely scripted. Yeah. And we I got to never... say, I think people would know because that scripted episode is going to be like 10 minutes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it's going to have to be an hour long. A like, full hour long? That's going to take like, months to write. You can't do a 10 minute segment. That's yeah. just not going to work. You're going to have to read chapter one of book five three months in advance. Oh, that's true. I'd have to know the chapter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to do it all. Unless you literally read it and then just typed whatever you could think for like two hours straight and we just read whatever ramblings you wrote. Or if I just did like a voice dictation free flow oh. mumblecore. That is actually a really good idea. Hmm. I think I wrote – I might have wrote – remember when we were writing ads for each other? I think I wrote yours with that voice dictation because it, it interprets words wrong, and it's funnier. Yeah. So okay. I would be down for that. Just ramble into your phone for an hour and a half. There's water in this well. There's water in this well, yes, sir. And within that water, there's estrogen. And speaking of estrogen, <laughs> chapter 14. S chapter 14. Signal, signal three. three. Which I just saw that that's the chapter name, and I don't understand it. Um, it doesn't make sense. It's such a stretch. However, this is my favorite chapter I have ever read. <laughs> I love this chapter Why, so much. Why? Because it was ghostwritten by J.K. Rowling? It's or so whatever the Harry quintessentially Hardy Boys. And the <laughs> logic and the execution, everything about it is so on point, on brand, on character. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I have to agree with you. I enjoyed this one very much, specifically one part, and luckily... That part, I believe, happens on the second page. Yeah, it is hysterical to me. It's the funniest image, and it's the most, like you said, perfectly Hardy Boys image ever. By the way, after bringing up the idea of scripting an episode, yeah, I'm listening to you more deeply and thoughtfully <laughs> than I ever have before trying to think like, okay, well, that's what David just said. What would he say if I said this? Oh, this is a fun game. Yeah. 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 Could I'm, you I'm perhaps do me this entire episode? Right Say that again? You should be me this entire episode. That was good. You're you're somewhat deaf. You're doing this right. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> huh? It's dark. I cannot see you. Come hey, closer. Ben. Yeah, it's Ben. <laughs> uh, so when we last left the boys, they had... Uh, just come off the, the island uh, with the hermit that was supposed to be dead and isn't dead, and um, somebody else is there. And so they go to uh, Mr. French's costume shop, and 
there are some costumes in the window. It's the costumes that they wore. It's a good the... album name. What's that? Costumes in the window. Ooh. Yeah. Right? Ooh. Yeah. But dude, I think this is all leaning towards us starting a Hardy Boys band. I I have no problem with that. Yeah. And all songs are, you know, titles like Potted Plant and The Windowsill. Yeah, I, you know, it's like it's the no, writing's on the wall. David, you're creating problems for me, and it's it's amazing. <laughs> twenty twenty, you know, that was my resolution of how can I get Sean to do more things. <laughs> <laughs> Is this happening? <laughs> yes. Let's just let's just move on. Yes. Uh, so they're they're there in front of the uh, the the costume shop, and Frank begins. There's something queer about this costume store, Frank said positively. Maybe the bank robbers got their masks here. <laughs> um, which a couple things. We talked about this before. Bayport is not a big town. And they, no. they walk and ride their bikes all over this town. And there's two things in this chapter that really pinged on me of like, wait, what is this city? And that was the first one of, in the first book, when they finally found uh, the uh, oh shoot, who was the wig maker? Harold Morley. No, he was the no no. Harold Morley right. was the Hamlin Company. Hamlin Company, yeah. Uh, Mister Sharp. No, it was a, a Kaufman. Oh, you talking about the Kaufmans? The Kaufmans, yeah. How did I forget that? Yeah, is this a Kaufman? But Fenton Hardy had the file of like all the wig makers in yeah. Bayport. There was like five of them too. Yeah, and so. In this tiny town, for them to say, like, maybe the bank robbers got their masks here, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get that you've established that there's, like, there's Mr. Schwartz's costume shop, which we've been to in a different book, and yeah. there's Mr. French's costume shop. So part of me would be like, yeah, in this small town, they probably got their masks from the mask store. But in this weird, weird town, they have one grocery store – and 15 costume and wig <laughs> shops. No wonder there's so much crime. Everyone yeah. can be in disguise. <laughs> that, that one supermarket gets robbed three times a day. Oh, poor Rocco. <laughs> poor Rocco and his fruit stand. His rotten fruit, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, it's easier to get a costume than it is a meal. Yeah, and there's 15 soda vendors None of whom sell fizzle. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Everyone knows fizzle is a staple of the Bayport community. Yeah, and, with there's, its broken, and there's three police officers bottles. for this entire town. Yeah, and they're terrible police officers because they let children do their jobs. Right. Speaking yeah. of, uh, Joe Oh, adds, you know what? Oh. Uh, sorry. No. You're please. right. This is my favorite chapter. You just reminded me of what happens later on. Oh, yeah. This one is good. Uh, and Mr. French came to our house in the middle of the night to tell us about it, then lost his nerve, Joe added, which that's not what happened. No, not at all. Mr. French did not come to the Hardy Boys house to tell them that bank robbers bought masks at his shop and yeah. then lost the nerve to tell Frank and Joe about it and just walked away. That's not what happened. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I unless, almost told you guys. 
Yeah, What'd I know. Say? And it's so dis. Weren't we talking that we we're afraid that this wasn't going to get a resolution? Yeah, that Was- piece would just be forgotten. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm in the stance of I wish it was forgotten. <laughs> I, I would have accepted it more if they were just like, yeah, we didn't really know what we were doing there. Or it comes up on the last page, like, why did you come to our house? Like, oh, I, I sleepwalk. I have. <laughs> I yes. take Ambien. Sorry you you ever that. heard of Roseanne? <laughs> you should not check my Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> What's Twitter, Mr. French? Uh, oh, these books haven't been rewritten for 2020 yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, so they decide, you know, hey, why are the costumes in the window? Let's go ask Mr. French himself. Door is locked, but they look in the window and they can see some light coming from the back room. So they say, let's try the back entrance. And Which around... was described as a shaft of light from the back room pierced the late afternoon shadows within. Ooh. Joe banged on the heavy glass with his knuckles, but no one came. Joe banged on it with his knuckles. I don't know about you. Have you ever hit anything with your bare knuckles that's hard, like wood or a punching bag? I mean, I've knocked on doors, yeah. Yeah, that hurts, like yeah. actually banging on it. I suppose if I bang, I bang with the like butt of my hand. Yeah, you do. Like yeah. the side boom, of boom, my boom, pinky. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, you don't use your fist and your knuckles. Your hand is so easily, you know, breakable. Boy's an idiot. You pop the water bags in your knuckles. Remember that uh, urban legend of cracking your knuckles? No. What happens if you crack your knuckles? Oh, uh, you weren't told that? In school, we were always told, don't crack your knuckles because you crack the water bags that are there. And you won't have knuckles when you're an adult. Weird. Yeah, it was a very strange thing to tell a child. And There's nothing wrong, one, with cracking your knuckles, and two, it's not that annoying of a sound. I mean, it just... You know, it's kind of therapeutic. Do you like that? See, the other layer here, again, is if I were to script an episode, like that aside, what aside yeah. do I do I interject? What fact, what nostalgic thing are you bringing from your fictitious past that I'm creating into this world? I look forward to the tangents of your scripted lovely. episode. <laughs> You're just going to go back, type in 2009 to Google, and just pull any fact that you can. All the wrong knowledge, all everything on the food pyramid, just load that in. This I'll is drop going... those bombs. Yeah. Man, it's going to be a busy week. It's definitely going to be a busy week. So the boys go to try a back entrance. Yeah, so they, uh, they go in the alley. Uh, they get to the back, and they can hear voices, and Joe raised his fist to knock, Bloody presumably fist. to bang on the door. Yes, gnarled <laughs> hand. Yeah, shards of glass, yeah. Uh, Frank, a frizzle pop his in arm. his finger. Wait, <laughs> listen. Oh, no, I hate this. A man's voice droned on indistinguishably, then snapped out a single sharp word. Kidnap! <laughs> Breathless, Frank and Joe strained to hear more. I read this as breathless, Frank and Joe. As in, like, breathless was a third person. And I don't know why. I was thinking of the Jean-Luc Godard film. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. The three of them, Frank, Joe, and Breathless. And Breathless, the French New Wave character. (laughs) 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize because I think it's clumsily written, but they hear th- four distinct phrases, and that is it. A lot of mumbling. Yeah. They hear kidnap. They hear you fools. Right. They hear no second mistake. And signal three, the title of the chapter, signal three. Those oh, are the only that. four phrases that they can hear. Yeah. Nothing else is, is, is distinguishable. And so from that, Frank, uh, Frank beckons Joe out into the alley where they can talk a little bit. And he says, I have a hunch. Chet yeah. was wearing a gorilla suit just like mine. What if he and Biff were kidnapped instead of you and me? Which that is a very good possibility. I agree. That makes sense. Um, and then they don't really discuss much else. Like maybe that's what they meant by no second mistake of they made a mistake of kidnapping the wrong people the first time, which is a pretty big mistake for yeah. kidnappers. Um, I think kidnapping one on one is you don't kidnap people <laughs> in full body costumes. Mid the uh, end. Yeah. I like kidnapping 101, by the way. That is a course that I would enjoy taking. It's a companion Very class so. to the uh, to the accent workshop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish Joe also had a hunch, and he was like looking at Frank, and he's like, "Hey, I also have a hunch." And Frank's like, "Yeah, I know. That's why we call you Scully Joseph." <laughs> <laughs> Scully Joseph. <laughs> Can See you? how do I script? How do I script Scully Joseph? <laughs> you just gotta do it, man. Oh just man! Take a bunch of Ambien and, and stay up. <laughs> just don't allow yourself to sleep and then write it. <laughs> Can oh. you imagine it though? If the Hardy Boys did both have like severe hunches, so anytime they're like, "Hey, I have a hunch," everyone's looking like, "Yeah, we could tell Quasimodo." <laughs> <laughs> Straighten up, Frank. Yeah, the Hardy Boy hunches. Uh, so, uh, so they go on, you know, why were they after us in the first place? I don't know. Uh, I have a plan. Come on. We must ask fa- act fast. The boys ran from the alley and hailed a passing taxi. When they reached home, the brothers found that their father had just returned and was in his study. Nice. Um, so two things hit me here. One, why did they get in a taxi? They've never once taken a taxi as a did means they not of ride their around bikes there? Yeah. Like, yeah, I so guess they, they walked it? from no, they walked from the boathouse. They declined a ride from uh, from Tony, who's going to give them a ride back. Oh, that's right, that's They're right. Like, no, we want to go for a walk. But why wouldn't they just walk back? It's a I good question. It's strange. But it, then this is the other population thing of like, in a town this small, how many cabs are there? How many taxis? Like hailed a oh, passing yeah. taxi. I have to imagine there are two. <laughs> Well, what if they just – what if uh, Fenton hired a taxi just to follow his boys around all day in case they needed it? You know, That they have would the money. be a great move by him. That yeah. would be a smart, responsible parenting move. Yeah, which he does not have, and we will find that out very soon. Oh, my gosh. Uh, those are not choices so that he makes. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, this is a great time to take a break because this next piece is going to be – Oh, yeah, we're going to destroy the this. The highlight of the chapter, and I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So with that, the boys took a break. Took a break. <sighs> Can you still see me? Is my book in the way? <laughs> you know, the view is actually better. <gasps> I, will say, <laughs> I will say that's a big difference 
between the iMac and the uh, laptop is on the iMac, my camera is like three feet off my desk so I can hold the book in front of it. Oh, yeah. And notably, if I'm on a Zoom call, I can do anything in front of the screen. Whereas like here, if I had my phone, I guess that works here. Like if I wanted to play a game, you couldn't tell if I'm playing a game right now. That's trippy. No. How many times are you playing a game when we're doing our calls? Not when we're doing our calls, but if I'm on boring Zoom calls. Yeah, like, like something like, with like here, Brett Hoy. Would you even be able to tell that anything's happening right now? not clear <laughs> boss lerman has lost his mind good lord it's, it's good stuff man That's that is a weird song. song that is a very weird song uh, it's like yeah. he just took one of those speeches from the 50s like uh they were in their room smoking marijuana cigarettes like one of those people reefers reefers yeah exactly sublime i have no idea where and they furthermore took that susan from. huh and furthermore, Susan, oh yeah, I wouldn't okay. be the least surprised <laughs> totally if they were habitually smoking marijuana, marijuana cigarettes. That is that's Dude, that's high school for me right there. That that's was high school. high school. That was tail end high school for me. I got into Sublime very late. I mean. Of course, I knew like the the basics of uh, what I got, or is that what it's called? Yeah. So I knew that. I think that was the only song I'd ever heard by him because that's all that Z1077 played. If you remember Z1077. Yes, I remember Z1077. Back in the day, baby, which it does not play good music anymore. But uh, that was the only one I ever heard. And then one day my friend was like, no, you have to check out like all of their albums. Their music is sublime. Ooh, and uh, I see what yeah, you did. yeah. So I, I checked it out, and I was like, "Dude, these dudes rock! Like they are good." Their bass player was good. Yeah, he could slap, dude. Their yeah. Dalmatian was cool too. The singer was great. Are they still? I know the the main guys uh, passed away, but they're still playing, aren't they? Uh, they created a band called the Long Beach Dub All Stars. Um, the bass player and the drummer did. Yeah, any good? Um, I mean, very similar to. Uh, to sublime uh, a much 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 larger group though uh oh interesting i, I listened I, I think i heard or had their first album or something like that and after that fell away from it yeah so I, I couldn't speak with authority on it yeah i'll check them out it's just too long of a name to remember i don't know if that's going to fit on my calendar yeah especially back in 2009 they were yeah. still playing <laughs> Oh, how I'd like to pick up those thugs and question them, Frank exclaimed, but that would only tip them off. So they're telling Fenton Hardy about this, about the conversation they overheard in these six words or whatever. Um, So we haven't had enough evidence, but we haven't enough evidence to hold them. Uh, Mr. Hardy frowned. The best we can do is put a police tail on them and hope to find out more that way. He reached for the phone. Wait, Dad, 
Frank pleaded. I have a scheme. Joe and I will go back to the shop. We'll let them kidnap us. Then Colleg's men will really have something on the gang and can nab them. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so the one book, you're not kidnapped. You're going to purposely allow yourselves to be kidnapped. This, again, is one of these themes that could just exist for the show. Or for the, for the books of, like, the Hardy Boys let them kidnap us. <laughs> the Hardy Boys and the voluntary kidnap victims. What, dude, we should write a book from the criminal's perspective of the Hardy Boys, of them just, like, like, when you go to Bayport, you have to put up with the Hardy Boys. Like, you know, hey, whenever you go to Bayport, just kind of screw with these kids. Mess you'll, around you'll, with them for a yeah, bit. Yeah, don't, don't worry. You'll be able to do the crimes. That's, that's not a problem. Yeah. That'll be fine. You have it's... to make these kids believe they're doing something. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> the, the one will show up in a pirate costume. <laughs> don't be thrown by that. And whatever you do, don't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep a straight face. Okay, don't ask them about their hunches. I mean, they're no, just, they, they were don't born really that lock way. Their boathouse. I mean, you uh, eat that much food a day, like your stomach's gonna eventually weigh you down to where <laughs> your back is just so curved that you can't actually lift up. They look thinner than they are. As as they're selling this to the other criminals, it's like, hey, come to a crime in Bayport. There's free boat rides. You can just take. There's, <laughs> there's one of the boats you can just take. Everyone it's does the it. It's sleuth. Fine. Yeah, you'll yeah. see it. <laughs> What's the the bike sharing thing called? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They do it with scooters, too. Yeah. The Keith is yelling and... right now. Yeah, the bird. You got the bird and whatever the other one is. Line Anyways, bike. that's what their boat line is. Bike. Line bike. That's it. So this is line boat. <laughs> so, or, yeah. The snoopy <laughs> line boat. Um, so Frank says this. We'll let them kidnap us. I don't know, their father considered. It's plenty risky. Please, Dad, Joe urged. Most kids at this age plea like this for 20 bucks. These or candy. Kids, yeah, ice or cream. candy. Yeah, these guys are just like, Dad, please, please let us get kidnapped. It is going to be so great. But then we get, we understand where they get it because here's Fenton Hardy. <laughs> Fenton Hardy was concerned for his son's safety, but was proud of their, quote, willingness, willingness to risk capture for the sake of their missing chums. This is not risking capture. I'm putting that on my LinkedIn. Willingness that... to risk capture. Willing to risk capture. <laughs> I'm on that the best LinkedIn account. <laughs> Why? It's not a, It's not risking capture. It is going to be captured. There's no risk here. They're going to be captured. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like the movie Taken 2. It's like, you're going to be captured. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. The Hardy Boys came up with that first. Look at that. We should file a, uh, a lawsuit. On, on Gross Lips' behalf? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, he agreed. I'll alert the police. We'll station ourselves outside the store. That was easy. All he had to say was, please, Dad. Yeah. As soon as the gang tries to take you away, we'll close in. 
Good, said Frank, satisfied. <laughs> uh, and then here we go. This is the this is the entirety of the plan of his his sons volunteering to be kidnapped. Uh, it goes like this. Um, Give Collig and me 20 minutes from now to get set, then go into the store. <laughs> That's the plan. There's no safe words. There's no signals. There's no... Yeah. Tracking like, devices. If why things not go, go wrong, together. run here. Yeah, why not go together? Why not yeah. say, hey, wait outside till we get there, then go in? Yeah, like, there's I'm no reason Chief for you to Collig. go in without I'm drop seeing you that boys we're there off already. there. Yeah, we're going to be hidden in the bushes. You know, your mom's coming. Aunt Gertrude's got a baseball bat. Ken Blake let us borrow his broken bike. You know, there's all these yeah, things Rocco's that you could do. Rocco's here with a sack full of rotten apples to throw. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get him. Len Biller said he, he'll be here, but I've, I have my doubts. <laughs> Laziest man in nine counties. <laughs> oh, Billers, how I miss thee. <laughs> Laziest man in nine counties. <laughs> what a description. I wonder, I got to check the uh, the census. The I want to check the 28 census. I want to know who the laziest, if they stopped at nine, who's in that 10th <laughs> county that beats old Lem Billers? <laughs> I wonder if that's in the Guinness Book of World Records, the laziest man. The laziest man in nine counties. Yeah, should be. Oh, Lord. So, so the, the boys sped downtown on their motorcycles, parked near the costume shop, and slipped down the alley. Uh, and then here's, here's another absolute golden nugget of a, of a sleuthing gem that I just loved. Oh, I um, can't wait. So they're waiting. They decide, uh, you know, eyes fixed on the wristwatches. The brothers waited. Now, Frank whispered at last, let's take the chance that signal three means knock three times. The yeah. boys walked to the back door and gave three hard raps. Immediately the voices became silent, lock clicked, and the door swung open. That right there, <laughs> A, if your signal was three knocks, that's a bad signal. Oh, because yeah. everyone knocks three times. That's yeah. just how you knock. It's just classic knocking. It's a knock, knock, knock. <laughs> that's, that's how you knock. That's There's how no you reason. rap. Wait, is that the secret knock? Were there three of them? Uh, but if that is your secret knock, you don't say, oh, and hey, guys, remember, signal three. Yeah. Because that doesn't mean knock three times. <laughs> yeah. It is ridiculous Hardy Boys uh, fashion. And I like hope always. that in their – well, I don't hope. I know that in their heads they're like, holy cow, we cracked the signal. Yeah. We knocked three times and they opened it. It's like, well, also, you knocked on the door and someone opened. <laughs> That's what happened. I think had your knuckle hit it a fourth time, they wouldn't have not oh, opened just, just, the door. Don't open the door. There was a fourth knock. And then you have to wait, like Frank realized. And then he knocks two more times. And like, okay, wait, hold on. Yeah, that's six. Yeah, they just did it twice. Signal three mm -hmm. times, too. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Frank and Joe gave uh, – oh, so um, inside uh, three men. A man's face peered out toward the boys. He was the speedboat pilot with the slicked back hair, the one Mr. Kane had Ooh. identified as Ben Stark. Yeah, I got a little Stark back. And uh, they say, hey, we're the Hardy Boys. Can we come in? So they're playing this this card here of, you know, showing they're identifying themselves. Yeah. And this becomes my favorite ruse 
where, spoiler alert, <laughs> the police aren't there. They're no, just they're just it, gonna get kidnapped. It's but knowing that, they never show. <laughs> knowing that this is how they you get rid of your kids. They guys. have the upper hand this whole time, and they absolutely do not. Yeah, is hilarious to me. See, so for them the to walk is, in and like sing, like, "Oh, it's just us, the Hardy Boys," <laughs> like winking at each other, like nudging <laughs> each other. <laughs> Thinking that you're pulling some grip. Yeah. Like they're these genius kids. And the it thing gets is, so much better. Go ahead. Fenton knew at this age they're too big to put in a basket and float down the Willow River. So the <laughs> only thing that he can do to get rid of his children legally is to let them think that their plan is to allow themselves to get kidnapped. Fenton has been brainwashing them for years because he allows himself to get kidnapped so many times. They think it's a proper tactic. So Fenton has been tr- like teaching them and, and he just called, beating he called them. Chief Collig while the boys were there. And I wonder if the boys uh, later when they're kidnapped are like, it was weird that when, when dad was talking to Chief Collig, he said <laughs> pepperoni and extra sausage. Isn't that weird? He said breadsticks, so please, weird. and some garlic it's so knots. Weird. Yeah, he definitely said breadsticks. You know he, he was must calling speak Pizza in a cool code. Garlic <laughs> knots must mean garlic knocks, and that's how you <laughs> knock on the door, and that'll be the signal that it's Do you have police. garlic on your knuckles? <laughs> yeah, it really burns, though. It's in my wounds. <laughs> uh, so Frank and Joe passed into a dim storeroom lit by a single bulb. Okay, this single bulb thing is so odd they do a callback to it and it's just like enough with the single bulb uh so they have this strange conversation of like oh so you are the famous hardy boys um this is mr morin and mr duke uh and uh mr starks is saying hey haven't i heard that you're working on a new case what do you suppose has happened to your missing friends recognizing the attempt to pump them the young sleuths played along. They must have drowned, Frank <laughs> replied sadly. He made no reference to the postcard in Chet's handwriting. Awesome. And this has to be, while he's saying like, oh, they must have drowned, he and Joe are like winking and elbowing each yeah. other and smiling. Like, oh, they yeah. Do. He puts his hand behind his back for some skin. <laughs> Brother slaps it. <laughs> <laughs> It's an audible high five. (laughs) What was that, boys? What? Yeah. Uh, Just the sound of uh, their dead bodies hitting the ocean floor. And uh, resonating in my nightmares is all. (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink. They must have drowned. (laughs) For a Uh, moment, Stark looked puzzled. Then he said, with exaggerated sympathy, Isn't it strange there's been so much excitement in town lately? Even a bank robbery, which I love this so much of like the boys playing hard to get now. And the, the uh, robbers are just like, what, you're not going to acknowledge us yeah, as the robbers? robbers start leaning into this so hard. <laughs> yeah. This is child psychology. Hey, hang on one second. I'm pausing this for one second. The basement door was closed, and a cat couldn't get downstairs and was just screaming oh, outside my door. I, I didn't know if that was Luca or if that that was a cat. Oh, my goodness. 
it's still meowing. God. Anyway, sorry. Child <laughs> psychology. Child psychology. Yeah. Or psychologist. Um, so this won't be a, that won't be a mystery for long. Frank boasted to test the man's reaction. My father, Fenton Hardy, has it practically solved. The robbers had better watch out. Ben and then here Stark's, comes the best part. Ben Stark's oily smile faded. He looked hard at his two companions by the wall. Catching the signal, the man left their places and casually drew nearer to Frank and Joe. Both boys sensed the coming attack and summoned all their willpower to appear nonchalant. So they're in beachcomber clothes. They, they morphin-timed it. Yeah, he puts on his <laughs> hook hand. Yeah. They have snap pants on, and they just took it off, and now they're, yeah, nonchalant. The, I, also, to be nonchalant, like, if people are clearly about to kidnap you and, like, start moving in imposingly, it would be natural to be, like, looking yeah, around like, what are you pensively. Doing? Yeah, back off my Kool-Aid. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Why aren't you against the wall anymore? Why are you creeping closer? <laughs> but also, uh, catching, he, he looked at the two men by the wall catching the signal the men left their places this is another signal three opportunity where i wish ben stark would have like knocked on the table behind him three <laughs> times and then the guys know to kidnap that's the signal for everything is three yeah. it's three raps yeah <laughs> oh i love that i love that way too much by the way where's mr french joe asked glancing casually around the room there was no answer The next instant, the three men lunged forward and leapt on the brothers. And this, I love this description of the very first thing. You end with that, and then you start your fight scene off with, boxes tumbled from shelves in the struggle, and the single light bulb swung crazily from the ceiling. Did like, someone wait, hit it? <laughs> maybe one of the box hit it, or... How or maybe the it? boxes were there to stabilize the is ball from swinging. <laughs> That's a good question. No one knows what's going on with this crazy bulb. And so, then <laughs> here begins my absolute favorite thing. This is amazing. Frank pretended to be fighting off his assailants, but finally allowed his arms to be pinioned. Joe, meanwhile, had been thrown against a bank of shelves and had fallen on the floor as though stunned. Panting, the men quickly bound, gagged, and blindfolded, blindfolded the two young detectives. <laughs> now, this whole time, as, like, Frank's getting his teeth kicked in, yeah. I just imagine him, like, winking at Joe. <laughs> like, we got him, man. <laughs> this, they're falling for it. <laughs> just a boot to the yeah. stomach. <laughs> Blood coming I, I out of just... his mouth. Joe, yeah. they're doing you... it. <laughs> Idiots. They're even saying it to each other out loud. <laughs> And everyone's like, what is wrong with these kids? Hey, we don't want to be kidnapped. Wink, wink. Oh, no. You're don't hurting us. Don't overpower us. us. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's kind of acting stunned. What are these? He's they, they're like windblow from, you know, Kung Pao. Fenton taught them how to fight wrong just so they really could be kidnapped come the just chance. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's just... Uh, Joe is bleeding <laughs> from the ears, but still like smiling and w with now bound and gagged, they're still like elbowing each other encouragingly like, hey, did you see this, man? We did it. <laughs> His elbow is just 
poking through a hole in, in his you know chest cavity or something because he's been shot at this point all their teeth are gone oh <laughs> yeah you know it toothless smiles at each other <laughs> thank you yes. oh, no. but when joe smiles his, for it. his teeth were knocked into his gums so it's just like all these broken shards of teeth make up his mouth and he's so happy yeah. Like, dude, we're going undercover. Just give a little thumbs up. His <laughs> thumb's broken to the side, but it's still Holding sort of up holds three it up. fingers. It's the wraps. <laughs> <laughs> and every time they get hit in the face, it's always in threes, too. They're just counting signal them. Three. The signal. It's a signal. <laughs> oh, God. So, I mean, there's there's not much more here. They, they, they get in the... Uh, uh, if your old man and the police don't call off the hunt for the bank robbers, they'll never see you again. Frank and Joe listened intently, hoping to learn more, but the men said nothing further. So they get put in a car. They get driven someplace, which they think might be Shantytown. They can hear um, the beach. Yeah. And, uh, and then they get put in a, uh, in a hut, some sort of shanty, potentially. And, uh, and which one? Uh, ben Stark and Morin. We're going out the door, and Stark looked back. Keep your eyes open, Duke, he ordered sharply. These kids are slippery. Don't worry. Don't worry, worry, the pale-faced man replied. So this immediately was underlined for me. Of any time this situation happens, of someone being, like, in charge of watching the Hardy Boys, somehow he is always sleepy. Oh yeah, they don't they don't put a well-rested person in charge. This man of, is falling asleep and they're boys. escaping. I know it's going to happen and it upsets me. So, okay, go on, continue. Uh well, I mean there isn't much more. So after his companions left, he went to a water bucket in one corner, dipped in a tin cup and drank thirstily. Then he sat down in a wooden chair and tilted back lazily against the wall. We know where that's leading. Uh and so as the night goes on, Duke stands up lights a kerosene lantern hanging on the wall. Then he sat back down uh, and tilted back in his chair again. And the, the chapter ends with Frank saying, might as well face it. Rescue, I'm sorry, might as well face it, thought Frank. <laughs> Rescue isn't coming. He looked at Joe. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah, realize how bad line. this, this was This is the right best now. line. Go ahead. Take this last. I have it triple underlined. Oh, good. He looked at Joe. With silent urgency, and his eyes said plainly, it's up to us. Which I imagine his eyes are glazed over and rolled back in his head because he's concussed. And Joe's just looking at this lifeless brother. He's like, oh, he must mean it's up to us. His eyeballs were popped out of socket, so he, like, lifts them up to look at his brother. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, he's just taking off your bifocals, lifting it up, put it on to read. So he has to do it with his eyes. They're just hanging down by his neck. And he's the just like, oh, I should probably check what my brother's doing right now. I got to signal him. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that is what an ending to chapter. the most horrendously written chapter. Uh, this one was good. No notes. <laughs> no notes. This was perfect. Oh, it was definitely perfect. This is and and as we said, Leslie would go into the cabin in the woods for a month and write one book a week. So this yeah. is book four. 
this is the last couple days. If like this is clearly a man at the end of his isolation in a cabin. Yeah. <laughs> just on whatever the 1920s version of Ambien is. Yeah, you know he just is. Whatever hard. his whatever he's eating. Maybe he was growing mushrooms up on that hillside and uh it turned out this was of the magic kind and uh and that's where his mind's at cuz something's obviously wrong with him and it's it feels like there's many writers attached to this and this could be a problem of the rewrites to where there are many writers involved with reinterpreting Franklin or yeah. I'm sorry Leslie although i i do i'm i'm kicking myself a little bit i i'm kicking ourselves a little bit in that the case of the missing chums. How did we not know all along that it was going to be the case of the missing chums and the Hardy Boys? And the obviously, Hardy, yeah. Well, I think we did call it that they were going to be the missing chums. I want this to keep going. Where like Fenton's like, well, I'm going to get kidnapped, yeah, so I can find, find out, and then he gets kidnapped, and then Chief Colleague goes undercover and he gets kidnapped, and like soon there's just a massive warehouse full of most of Bayport. Everyone in there kidnapped and found and yeah. Everyone winking at each other through their bloodied <laughs> eyes. It's just a room of everyone knocking three times, and by the end of it, they've created this like tribal Bayport band, to, <laughs> where they're all doing these, uh, uh, you know, some sort of synchronicity of three raps for the song. And it's they a have Gregorian their own, like, chant, drums. a Bayportian chant, which wasn't three. That's why I'm not musical. My mind doesn't work that way. That's fine. No one's mad at you. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, the Hardys, I still think they are bleeding out. And if they do plan to go back home, I think they need to somehow cover up those wounds. And I really hope... How would you suggest to do that, David? I really hope that the boys wrap themselves in this queen when we get to chapter 15. In this queen? Yeah. What is that? It's, it's like a tarp. This queen? Yeah. How do you spell that? Uh, dude, I have no idea. 